Hi, I'm Lindsay, your host for Market With Me Quickly. This podcast is presented by Quickly, a marketing technology that leverages psychology to help your brand cut through the noise and motivate consumers in fun, turnkey ways. Right when we were about to launch season one, the pandemic had just started. So that's what we covered. We talked about its effect on marketers and consumers, as well as the psychology behind it. This season, we'll be continuing our talks on consumer behavior and psychology. But first, let's talk about the market itself. We brought in Barbara Connors, the Vice President of Commercial Insights at 8451, a retail data science, insights, and media company. To kick off the conversation, I asked Barbara to describe in layman's terms what inflation truly is. So inflation in its simplest explanation is just a steady rise in prices. And currently, the consumer prices have have grown in the fastest rate that we've seen in like the last four decades. And prices can go up either because of a sharp increase in demand, so more and more customers are, are looking to buy something, so, so prices go up, or a decrease in supply. In our current environment, we have both. If you think the, the COVID pandemic caused both an increase in consumer demand for goods, we had a lot of people that were staying at home and saving money. So then they were looking to spend now money with sort of like pent up demand to, to buy things. And then also specifically as we think about groceries, a sharp increase in grocery um, products because people are cooking at home and stocking up on things. And then at the same time, we saw supply constraints hit the market because COVID also caused a lot of disruption to supply chain and product production and factories had to close and plants are, are closed. And so um, you have this double whammy right now where, where you have really high consumer demand for goods and short supply. And that is both colliding to create this, this steady increase in prices. You mentioned during the early onset of the pandemic that there were people who felt like their money was burning a hole in their pocket and so they really wanted to spend it with customers cutting back on discretionary expenses how are their choices the you know those consumer choices impacting these confectionery or beauty brands so what we've really seen is in 2022 particular a, a flip in what um, consumers highest concerns are so if we think back 2020 and in 2021, COVID was top concern for customers. Now that the top concern we're seeing customers is actually an in inflation. And so three quarters of customers now are extremely concerned with inflation. And that is three times as high as the concern over COVID right now. In addition, we now have nearly half of consumers, 45% are uncomfortable with their finances. And then the vast majority of customers, 88% are saying that they're actually changing their shopping behavior as a result. And so this is now impacting how people are buying groceries. How they respond is in various ways, because each person has a, a unique way that they shop and different motivations, different constraints. But the number one thing that we, we hear from customers is that they're looking for sales, deals, and coupons more often. 
Number two is what you mentioned, which is cutting back on non-essentials. So they're saying, if I have a tighter budget, I'm going to look at what I need to have. And some of the items that, uh, especially when you think grocery shopping are, are more of a, a nice to have, or um, as you mentioned, sort of discretionary, they're willing to cut back on. And the, the top two categories that customers are saying they're willing to cut back on if they have um, a budget that is tight are beauty and snacks and candy. And so if you think about this, there are some really interesting things that I think are also play into um, a time that customers are, or customers, people are staying at home more often. And we've also seen this sort of movement back to like simpler lifestyles. And I think people are also just generally thinking like, do I actually need to wear all the makeup that I used to? So there's a, a shift that we're seeing in beauty in general. With snacks and candy, we're also seeing that customers are saying, I wanna lead a healthier lifestyle. And over the pandemic, health has become really important, not just from a dieting perspective, but from sustainable, healthy lifestyle. And so we're seeing that also halo into how people are snacking and what um, impulse behavior looks like from a, a food consumption standpoint. The areas that customers are saying they're not willing to cut back on are um, like personal care. So things like toothpaste, soap, um, or um, like pet food. They're saying if budget was tight, I'm, you know, I'm still going to feed my pets. But I think beauty and snacks are saying it's something that I could cut back on or I could buy less of. So from what I'm hearing, consumers have a lot on their minds right now. Um, they're thinking about the last two years. They're thinking about their health. They're thinking about how much they can afford to spend, what they want to spend that on. And it's greatly impacting their purchase decisions in their consumer choices. From from what I'm hearing, it's creating a lot of noise uh, in, in their heads and a lot of things that they have to sort through. As marketers, it's your job to help guide your customers and help them make the best decisions possible. How can marketers kind of help consumers decipher what purchases are going to help them make the best decisions in their consumer journey. So if there's one thing that we've learned over the last couple of years, it's that people are really creative and they're really savvy. And so we've found that people are just like really smart in how they find ways to make the most of their budget. In addition to cutting back on essentials, we're also seeing that a third of customers are saying, well, I'm going to go out to eat less often. And instead, I'm going to buy my groceries and cook at home because it's both cheaper and I can control what I eat and I can be healthier at the same time. So they're sort of killing two birds with one stone there. Um, and we also hear that people are cooking from scratch more often. We also, if you think specifically at a category level, customers also are just really creative. So earlier in the year, we did a deep dive into the impact that rising meat prices in particular had on consumer behavior. It's a category that customers really saw immediately a, a spike in prices. And they're doing a couple different things. So third customer said, well, actually, I'm switching to cheaper cuts. So I'm still buying red meat, but it's a different cut of red meat, so I can stretch my, my dollars. Knowing how customers are behaving and responses that they're already taking can help marketers to then communicate to them in a way that's really relevant, adds value, and... Um, helps them in their journey. So one example could be building recipe content and sharing tips and tricks for how to uh, feed a family budget or how to maybe try meatless uh, recipes and try alternative uh, proteins and, and incorporate different protein into your diet that is 
um, adding variety and also potentially helping you lead a healthier lifestyle, a way to test out new ingredients, ways to work through leftovers and food that's already in your pantry. And so with content like this, you are helping customers to cook at home, which is what they're saying they're trying to do more often, try new recipes and add variety to their repertoire, which we know people have been cooking from home now for some going on, you know, two years, they might be getting tired of the old recipes that they, that they started out cooking. So you're, you're helping them add variety and then working through their pantry. We've actually seen a, an increase in focus around sustainability. And one of the top ways that customers can feel that they can make personal action against that is reducing food waste. And so in helping them find creative ways to work through items that they may have stocked up on their pantry or make multiple meals out of one set of ingredients, you're helping them to both stretch their dollars and also avoid food waste that helps them feel good and smart about the decisions that they're making. And all of this creates value to customers in a way that's not tied to price or promotions. It's in educating them and giving them knowledge and in helping them achieve the benefits that we know they're already looking to to get. So all of those examples you just mentioned, the goal at the end of that is for consumers to feel like their needs, their wants, their desires, etc. are being met. But it makes me wonder if consumers have to do this game in their heads of what should I buy? What should I leave here? And they're choosing to leave things behind. Are they still getting all of their needs met? And if they're buying less and their needs aren't getting met, can brands convey a message to consumers and ethically persuade them to maintain those shopping habits where they are maybe not playing that game in their heads as much? Sure. Um, so one thing I would circle back to is the fact that each customer is going to prioritize purchases that fit their budget differently. A critical need for one shopper is a nice to have for another. So there aren't common trends overall that you can make a blanket statement about which categories are being left behind because each customer is unique. That being said, we do know overall trends that there are some categories that are more susceptible to being sort of classified as discretionary income that is um, potentially being left out of the cart. As an example, 82% of customers say they see an increase in dairy prices, but only 16% are saying they're willing to cut back if money is tight. So right there, overall, we see this is a category that customers are saying this is essential. Very few are willing to actually cut back if money was tight. If you're talking about beauty, it's actually the same percent of customers that are noticing the increase that are also saying that they would cut back. So you've got more of an even playing field and, and higher likelihood that you could be on the chopping block. So rather than focusing your messaging on customers' needs not being met, I would encourage marketers to be really tight on how they communicate the unique value and benefit is that they're delivering to shoppers. I'll play this out with snacking. Um, so we we talked about how health is a priority for customers right now, especially coming out of the pandemic. We've also seen that with snacking, fruit is now the number one snack for customers, especially at home. And it's actually ahead of chips now. 
So if you are someone that's in a traditional snacking chips category, it would be smart to then communicate to customers how your line or particular product, it can also be healthy. If it is a healthier, better for you snack and play up the fact that you can snack and indulge while also being healthy at the same time. We also know that when, when customers tell us that the number one benefit they look for in snacking is taste and flavor. So if you can play up what we know is a benefit that the majority of customers are looking for in a particular category, make sure that you're communicating why it is that they shouldn't leave you out of the cart and why um, customers should want to buy buy your brand. Sometimes it's not a need, but a want. And so also being really clear on whether your value proposition is around affordable indulgence or healthy snacking or convenience. Uh, It's really about having a very clear lane and communicating that consistently and effectively to the customers that you're trying to reach so that you remain top of mind for them as they're building their basket, regardless of what their budget may be. So just like we know, consumers, especially in the, the realm of food and drink, want those products to taste good or as of right now, want them to be healthy. We also know that they really value deals and discount, just like framing your messaging to show that your food can be healthy or that it is flavorful and that's beneficial to retailers. Are coupons and discounts and deals and things of that sort also beneficial to retailers? Yes. And coupons, deals, promotions, when designed and executed effectively, coupons can create a win-win-win for the customer, for the brand, and the retailer. Um, As an example, a core element of Kroger's loyalty program is what we, we call best customer communications. And within that, customers receive a unique set of coupons that are actually tailored specifically to what they buy. And customers who receive them tell them that they love them. In fact, over 90% of them say that it impacts what they buy. And it drives loyalty to the retailer, to categories, to brands. They visit five times more often. They buy three times more categories. So when we have when we give you coupons and say, these are things we know you buy, and then here's some things we think you might like as well, we actually see expansion into more categories. Um, and they spend six times more. Within our current inflationary environment, we are seeing that customers are more likely to be swayed to try cheaper offerings or be persuaded to buy another brand when they're on deal. And it's actually now slightly less than half. So in, in, in May, when we surveyed customers, it was 45% said that they're actually switching to lower cost brands more often as a result. So part of the benefit of coupons when done in a really personalized way and and targeted to the right customers is that brands can make sure that they're allocating that investment to the customers that matter most to them and to keep them buying their brand and staying in the cart um, and um, effectively ensure that they're driving sustainable loyalty long-term rather than risking those customers trying a cheaper brand and then sticking with it. 
Thank you for listening to this Market With Me Quickly episode on the state of inflation. For more resources on the topics mentioned, please visit the description box. Here's a special thank you to our guest, Barbara Connors, for sharing her knowledge with us and an invitation to any experts in marketing, consumer psychology, and any other relevant fields of study. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach out to me at lindsay at Let's cut through the noise together.